This is the Ink, Pray, Love podcast. We talk all things health, wealth, and community connection. Let's go. Thanks for coming back, bro. I know we had to reshoot. This yeah. this is the second time doing this, and now you're to come to you're able to come to my home. Yeah. Um, the first was shot in poor quality, so now we get to do it again. Better sound, better video cameras, better setting. Well, there you go. Moving on <laughs> up, and we found out that I have a resistance pool in my building that you're going to be able to use for rehab. That I was looking for That's for a while. Um, I was going to go back to Vegas and do my recovery there because I know they have one there. So that's uh, for me. My main focus is my recovery right now. Yeah. So yeah, that worked out. Yeah, like the fact that you get to like that as you probably was a silver lining that we had to do this again. I'm gonna save you a trip to Vegas, come downtown for, yeah. with an excuse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go out after. We'll try yeah. not to go clubbing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, how's the injury going? Tell us what happened and tell us where you're at now with it. Um, so I was getting ready to compete December second in the Philippines. I was going to fight for the number three spot in the world. Wow. And I was in training camp in Las Vegas and it was just, we were sparring and the guy jumped on my back. My leg got caught on the way down. And what we thought was a minor LCL injury later on came back as a full ACL tear Mm. um, that needed full reconstruction. So then luckily I got the surgery in January and now it's the recovery process. It's it's a very different thing right now. Um, Different how? Just... There's a lot of different factors. First of all, the independence. I'm used to doing a lot of things on my own and being in control. I've had to give that up. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm lucky I have a partner who, who literally took it on her back and just like, you know, she's handled it like crazy. And um, it's just crazy. You have to rely on people so much. And I'm not used to that. I'm not, uh, I'm a very self-sufficient person. Um, Another thing is just last year at this time, just being able to do whatever I wanted with the body that I had doing, pushing my body past most humans would, and now learning how to walk again. Yeah. <laughs> and just going from those two very different extremes where the goal is to walk without any help. Where last year, the goal was to spar five rounds against the world's elite and get ready for elite level fights. So it's just so weird, the drastic change of things and just mm-hmm. kind of accepting it and just knowing that life has really slowed down because I can only move so quick. So I'm noticing so many things where I'm always like this in life. I'm always, let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, So it's kind of put me in a position where I have to really kind of slow everything down. You're preaching to the choir. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I'm telling someone that. For someone who definitely has been through this and had to, you know, be in a wheelchair for three months and of course, go, go, go personality, just getting shit done. I mean, I was ripping around on motorcycles and, you know, running multiple businesses and then, I couldn't get off the toilet by myself. Yeah. I couldn't get into bed alone. I know yeah. I know what that's like. And, and that's what I've been going through. Yeah. Getting help from yeah. my wife to lift my legs into bed and just like knowing that I'm stuck in the bathroom for like something that could be five minutes. I'm stuck in for 20 minutes, putting on my pants as I like going fishing, <laughs> trying to get her over that foot. Yeah. <laughs> and you're trying to like, like just doing stuff like that. It's, yeah. just, it's been crazy. How's, how's it been? Uh, I mean, probably very humbling mm-hmm. in one Definitely. sense. And Definitely. then what's it like to still maintain your eye on the goal? while yeah. you're going through a rough time? Um, the main thing is, this is where visualization and meditation comes in huge mm-hmm. because my body is not physically able to do it, so I have to mentally do these things. So I have to take my mind there and do the repetitions mentally. Um, one of the things is since everything slowed down, my meditation has very been focused much more. 
you can visualize light to the area to heal mm -hmm. it. Um, just being able to visualize still the end goal without getting to physically work towards it right now. So it's definitely been humbling, but I'm trying to take it as something like we can still head that way. We are still heading that way, mm -hmm. even though the goal right now is just is walk with without crutches and knowing that the end goal is to fight the best guys in the world again. And that's yeah. like the two very different variables that we're headed. And I'm going to cover this in record time. And the time that the doctors say, I'm going to pass that and do all that still. Yeah, I had that I had that exact same thinking where I was like, okay, I'm going to deadlift like I was deadlifting again. Right. But then it was like, take a poo by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like right down to yeah. that, you know? Yeah. So, so I know exactly what you mean and you'll get there. Did you listen or read that new David Goggins book, uh, Never Finished? I haven't read that, but I read the one before yeah. that. This one, the new one, covers yeah. a lot about his injuries right. and getting through it. I think you'd mess with that one. Like, it's cool. I mean, he's so extreme. He's just right. like the fucking baddest man on the, on the planet. He runs by my place in Vegas. Really? Yeah. And somebody was saying he was just running the day after that book came. I'm like, damn, I want to. He's hard. I want to come yeah. across him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you could yeah. go to Vegas and just wait yeah. for him. Exactly. He's intense. And it's just like that attitude that he has of just like, yo, he just, he go he pushes through the craziest shit though. Those are my favorite kind of people though. Yeah. The people that make you feel lazy yeah yeah, 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 yeah i don't want people to be chasing me i want to be chasing people like i yeah. want that feeling of like make me feel lazy yeah, make yeah, me yeah, feel yeah. like i'm not doing enough yeah right those are my favorite people to surround myself with so he's somebody that like uh like you know you know he's doing more so you were like okay i gotta capture that i gotta yeah. capture that that's why i surround myself with the kind of teammates i do too yeah. or even other people make me feel like I'm not doing enough. Yeah. Even if compared to the rest, I probably am, but I want to feel like I'm not sufficient yet. So I keep striving for more. It's so important. And I was, I was really in that same mindset, but I pushed it too hard. And uh, I don't know if you ever remember when my leg broke again. And so I was, they put the wrong piece in Bali. Like they just put a nail down my tibia, down my right. shin bone, but they didn't have my size. You know, it's too tall, bigger than most Indonesian people. Right. So they put a plate on the outside of my tibia. And so on New Year's Eve, <laughs> happy new year, right? I was walking in this hotel with crutches, but mm -hmm. I was putting too much weight on the leg. And I had been doing that for the last couple of weeks. So I was training, I was trying to train it again. I was trying to train it again to start being able to walk and put more weight on it. Yeah. And the doctor warned me is like don't put too much because this won't support your full weight you gotta be careful but i was like yeah like it feels pretty good like it felt yeah, it yeah. felt pretty good i could like start going going a bit more and on new year's eve i just was walking towards dinner like i wasn't drunk nothing i was walking right, right. towards dinner and i just went snap and bro it was nuts it was like my tip my fibula was fully broken the bone outside your shin and then the shin bone was fully broken so my foot and my knee were in separate pieces it was just the muscle and the skin hanging like keeping it together so it was like independently moving it was nasty and it swelled up like a balloon and of course i was always in pain but that was like oh shit like this oh, is man. a thing. That's crazy. So it was hard. Because I'm feeling that pain knowing what that would actually <laughs> yeah, feel yeah, like. It's real Because I'm trying to do what you just already did. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should pull back a little bit and chill out a little. Well, this is what I was, uh, this is where I was like, okay, push where you can push. But in this space, I should have listened. Like there's a limit at that point. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, okay, I'm careful with that. Like retraining the Achilles and healing that part. I'm like, okay, I know what I can push, but don't over push. And, but the other thing is, but you is, never know the limit of that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the hard part. But yeah. what I did instead was push where I know I can push. So in the meditation, in sitting longer, in the sauna, in whatever, right. in the studying. And that was like the thing that, that helped me out was, okay, don't put too much weight on where you're not supposed to put weight, but then 
take that energy to divert it into your studying, your practice, your whatever, upper body. And so right. I started training upper body again and finally it felt like useful. In that That's way. kind of my goal now. Yeah. Is to get walking and just start doing upper body. Yeah. I'm going to come out looking like Conor McGregor post late break. Fuck just it. jacked and you know, not being able to make weight again. Because that's basically what he did. Yeah. Right? Because he came off the late break and then all he was doing was upper body and that's what I'm afraid because I already have a tough time yeah. making my weight class because I'm a bigger guy in my weight class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last thing I want is all this extra dense muscle put on me <laughs> and uh, not being able to make weight. So, what are, you, what are you fighting at right now? 135. 135. And yeah. then what are you walking around at right, right now? Right yeah. now, like not training, like 165. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you'd yeah. cut 30 something pounds. I, I never cut 30 pounds. Like okay. if I'm active, I'll be 145 to 147. Okay, okay. This okay. is the biggest I've ever been. You're a fat slob right now. I know. <laughs> I know, bro. Trust me, I, I keep the scale away from myself. I don't even want to step on it. I don't, I, no, you look great, yeah. bro. I'm just kidding. But I'm excited for us to train together. That could be like a little mini series. But like, oh, yeah. we've got the weights here, we yeah. got sauna, we've got steam, and the resistance pool. So that's going to be fun. That's one, one thing people, like, you know, especially injuries like this, mm -hmm. people don't think about the power of water. Yeah. Right? The power of water is crazy. Like, obviously, we can't run on uh, a track. Right, because can't run impact. on anything right now. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. you can run in the pool. Yeah, and you can the resistance and the building of strength and stuff. And I do this even when I'm healthy. Like yeah. when I'm healthy, sprinting in water, swimming, and all that stuff is a big factor on my training program. Getting ready for a fight, mm -hmm. let alone recovering from a knee injury. Mm -hmm. It's a very powerful thing that people kind of neglect almost. Don't think about how powerful water, especially resistance pools. Right, so it it, it can actually excel how much quicker you can heal. Plus, you get a real workout. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously, you yeah. know that right now. Nothing feels like a real workout. Even though you're sweating and stuff. Like, yeah. I was on the physio table yesterday, and I was just sweating. Yeah. And because you were just pushing through, breaking scar tissue. Yeah. But compared to what we do on a normal day, I took three steps in physio, and that was enough. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. you know, yeah. so yeah. it's yeah. like yeah. so many different variations where when you get in a physical, when you get in a resistance, well, it's actually a real workout. Yeah. Without causing impact on your body. It's so important. And I think what can tie into what people can, re like, resonate with is, like, yeah, you're used to doing something and achieving at some level. Yeah. You take a hit, but that doesn't mean you're down and out. Right. Yeah. There's other stuff you can do. Yeah. And you got to keep that. Keep, you got to keep your head up. Yeah. And I think that can translate to so many areas of life too. You know, COVID coming, people got, you know, knocked off their horses, off their mm -hmm. feet, whatever. And, you know, how do you bounce back from that? And then this, you know, what have you learned about resilience, patience? What's this one injury now taught, teaching you about life? <laughs> Probably patience. Yeah. Probably patience is the biggest thing. Um, for me, I can get overwhelmed very quickly when the whole world seems like it's moving and I'm not moving with it or moving faster than it. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely like, I feel like everyone's like, you know, I'm seeing my teammates training, getting ready for fights. Yeah. I'm seeing people out and about doing things and I'm like stuck in this place. I'm literally like, I'll be moving and I'll stop and I'll be stuck staring at a tile in my house. And the details I know of my house now because of this, because I have to move so slow. <laughs> yeah. I know where the grout is. I never notice none of this stuff. Yeah, because I have to stop from there just to take yeah. a break. Yeah. And I'll be just looking and I'll see these things. But just patience and just believing that there's a grand plan for everything. Mm -hmm. um, my life revolves around mixed martial arts. Mm -hmm. But there's also other factors to my life than mixed martial arts, mm -hmm. right? Like being a mixed martial artist, really, I'm starting to realize that it's just one factor of my life. There's a whole nother chapter that's gonna come after this. There's another lot of variations and I, and this is a moment to kind of figure out who I am and like, you know, work on relationships that maybe I've neglected because it takes too much out of me, such as like, you know, even working on my marriage and stuff like mm -hmm, that, right? Mm -hmm. So 
because MMA was number one towards everything. Um, but now I'm in this position where I do have to focus on these things, taking everything in, kind of just being grateful for the simplest things. Like, mm -hmm. and sometimes we let that pass by uh, really quick because we're so fast. We're on this racetrack. So yeah. I, I think that's one of the biggest things I've, I've taken from this and not being overwhelmed that the world is just going to move ahead and I'm going to be stuck in this yeah. one place and I've, and the whole world's going to evolve while I'm stuck here. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I get it. And I that's your own it. mind yeah. that does those tricks, right? All of it. That, that, yeah. that's your own mind that makes you believe those things. So I try to keep myself busy at home. I try to work on other things, take, jump into projects or something, something that keeps me busy. As long mm -hmm. as my mind is busy, I'm good. Yeah. Um, sometimes I make myself too busy. And I get overwhelmed by that. But for me, there's a satisfaction of knowing I use my day well, whether it's gaining knowledge or something. Yeah. And that's a big, big thing for me. Me too, man. I think we have a lot of similarities in that space yeah. too. Because if I don't feel like I'm doing something, I, like I'm not happy. Like I'm, I'm it, it'll mess with my head. It's the entrepreneur mindset. Yeah. yeah it, it doesn't yeah. matter what you're in, whether, because yeah. you did martial arts too, right? So there's a kind of a feeling that you get. There's a discipline that you yeah. get. And then you went off to open up businesses and stuff like that where now I'm being taken away from martial arts a little bit. Like, you mm -hmm. know, I'm still going to go back to it, but now I want to set up certain things that maybe when I go back, I've set up all these other things and now we're good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. which is like, you work like when you first started martial arts, it sucks. You suck at it. There's a certain coordination. You eat shit. And you eat shit. Um, you're just like, you know, every there's people better than you. You want to give up. And now I'm having to take that same feeling and I'm going into these other things. I'm going to the same thing, mm -hmm. the same, the same turmoil, the same frustration, yeah. stuff that somebody could do in five minutes. It takes me five hours, yeah. something to figure out. Like, you know, so it's like right now I'm taking lessons from that and going, I bet you on this step, 5% gave up. Okay. We're going to ride through that. Okay. On this step that you're stuck on, I bet you another 5% gave up. I'm going to ride through that. Right. So I'm trying to stick to these ideas and these projects I'm doing knowing that I know some people hit these walls and I've already given up, but I have so I have something to look back on, which it is my martial arts mm -hmm. experience and the walls I hit in that and knowing all the people that started with me that disappeared because they couldn't just hack through the next level of the game that they were in. Yeah. And I've been just doing it. And the same thing I, you can do in something else. So it's the yeah. lessons that you take from something else and you apply it to something else. I love that so much. And that martial arts taught me so much about that in life where it was like, well, it was just like learning a spinning heel kick. Mm -hmm. The first time you do it, you probably fall over. Yeah. Second time you do it, you didn't land it. You look like an idiot. You yeah. know, 50th time, you probably throw a decent kick. You're like, okay, right. you know, 200th time you're landing that and knocking people out. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like you could, you just know it's a series of fucking it up enough that it's good. Yeah. You know, and that's like, well, that's like anything. If I get my reps in, I'll probably be able to figure this out. And that mm -hmm. was the mindset that I actually like, really took from that and transferred it into entrepreneurialism into learning languages into whatever it was it's like if i do it enough times i'll figure it out like i the time on the clock matters repetitions that, matter exactly right? yeah, yeah so this time that you're going through it's like yeah, you'll get i got good at crutches <laughs> i got pretty yeah. good i'll open doors with it i was like getting, <laughs> on, you know? I was like getting really like handy with them <laughs> awesome. i got pretty good at crutches nice, nice. i got good at going downstairs upstairs yeah. like i got good at this you yeah. know and so that that thing felt good and the other thing that was really exciting, and I think I feel like now I can tell you about the recovery thing right. from what I've been through and just like every single win celebrating it. Mm -hmm. Because when I first got to take a, like feel water over my head, because taking a shower out oh, of a dude. sink is bullshit. It sucked. How long just, did it take you to get in the, sh like how, <sighs> like, like, like when was your first shower? Like, oh man. Okay. So let's see. After, got, accident. after the accident, it was sponge bath, sponge bath. Yeah. And then it was, it was like in the in the sink and just like yeah, yeah, and cold water yeah, yeah, like yeah, sponges yeah, that was yeah. bullshit it was probably like an, it was probably like two months 
two months. Two months. Yeah. In two weeks, I felt like yeah. it was the greatest shower of my life. Exactly. And yeah, the amazing. towels and stuff. I was doing exactly it, but yeah. two weeks. Yeah. In two months. It oh my, it dude, sucked. I can't even imagine. Because my arm was broken too, right? So yeah. I couldn't like get myself into anything. Oh, so the first time I was able to, I was at my buddy Dylan Morner's house, and I was able to put put myself into his tub, and then like feel the water, and I went ha. Ah! Like yeah, I actually yeah, laughed I out loud like a little yeah, boy. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, yeah, yes. Yeah. And that felt so good, right? Yeah. And so then this is something I kept from that whole accident experience was celebrate every little micro achievement. Because those matter. And that's all it really is, is like celebrate the little things and yeah. you feel good. It makes your day. So now I'm just like, okay, if I lifted 0.2, like 2.5 pounds more than I've ever lifted since the accident, win today. You hit a PR today and right. just check the PR. And right. that, those PRs make my whole day better. The personal record, you're like, yes, you feel good. Right. So I think you saw the other day, I was able to do like sidesteps, like yeah, like yeah. we do in old fight drills, like footwork. And that was the first time I could do this. It's been a year and a half that I could do that now. And I was like, yeah. yo, I f it felt so good for me oh, just to imagine. see myself yeah. in the mirror. And I'm see, like, the thing is you told me all this stuff before and I couldn't like yeah. understand what it could be. Yeah. And now I'm in that position. Yeah. And now it's like, it's it's like, I'm, I'm thinking about the same thing. Yeah. Like for me, like the shower thing, once again, mm -hmm. um, I was like I was raised in a very military way. Like my dad was in the army. So it's like, you get in the shower to take the shower and get out. Yeah. So I take, very, so I take very quick showers yeah, same as way. much as like, you know, some people like to sing and dance in the shower and stuff like that. I'm <laughs> in and out in two, three minutes. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's just like, it's just a military thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you do what yeah. you're supposed to do. But now I'm having to sit on the stool. Yeah. And I'm tearing up the waterfall and I'm noticing like, I almost do my meditation in there. Yeah, now. Like yeah, I did yeah. it before I came today. I'm having to slow down. I have to set the crutches and sit down mm -hmm. and then feel the water. And then it's it's weird. Showers have been so different. Mm -hmm. They felt different. Yeah. Because now it's not a rush. It's mm -hmm. just like calm yourself. Be grateful of it. Like, you know, you think of the water as something else, whether it's healing, whether it's something like that. So you change your whole mindset changes. Wait, yeah. I would have never noticed because everything is rushed for me. Yeah. Right. I rush in things a lot. So I want to three minutes in the shower because I want to get back up there and work on something. I mm -hmm. want to do this. Okay, we got to, okay, we're done now. We got to do this. But now it has to slow down. Mm -hmm. And even simple thing is shower. Yeah. It's like seen differently by me now. I love that because I think like every L we've ever taken can have a W in it. There's a win in it somehow for yeah. us to actually appreciate something like every heartbreak, mm -hmm. you know, every yeah. financial loss, everything gives us some perspective that then later on we're like, yay. Even when it's raining in Vancouver and we're like, God damn, like, what is this? Yeah. And then we go outside and it's sunny. You're like, yes, you just yeah. like it more, right? right? So now walking for me to go up and down stairs, I'm like, yay, <laughs> it yeah, feels so good. Yeah, so yeah. when you are not on crutches anymore, you're like, yes. Yeah. And then when you're able to do footwork again, you're like, yes. You know, when one of your good buddies has a resistance pool, you'd be like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, even like today, like it's not a sunny day, mm. but I haven't gone out of the house in so long. I haven't come right. down here in a month. Yeah. So for me, it doesn't feel like a gloomy day. Yeah. So I'm not thinking about how everybody could be depressed or like how, like, you know, before this weather would make me yeah. depressed. I'm just happy to be outside. I'm happy to be doing something. Like I'm out of the house. I'm not sitting on the couch all day just trying to keep myself busy. I'm actually doing something. Mm -hmm. But like even stuff like that, like, you know, and, and, and like obviously these things over time, like you try to hold on to that feeling, like all things, they, they kind of like wither off and you try to hold on to it because mm -hmm. then you go back into like you know they always say all good things don't last and all bad things don't last right mm -hmm. so this feeling that i feel about this i mean i feel like it in a few months i'll be like oh it is depressing yeah right where somebody like hasn't been in the situation that i'm in or you're in and 
finally gets to get outside, got in the car, drive downtown. Now I've been doing that for years. Yeah. I've never felt that way. Yeah. Right. I've never appreciated it like that. Yeah. So it's like you get put the, the, the universe has ways to always humble you. Yeah. In ways. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter on what track. doesn't yeah. matter how good of a heart you have, how bad of a heart you are. Mm-hmm. Um, it is going to figure out ways to, I guess, bring out a better version of you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I had that coming back to Vancouver where I was like, you know, I, I didn't think I could live in Vancouver ever again. Right. You know, after leaving what I've been through, I was like, nah, it's not good for me. And then when I came back this time, I was like, wow, I love my city again. This is awesome. I want to make a difference here. This feels good. And then I got into like the thick of the, the this was like two, three weeks ago, actually. And mm-hmm. I was in the thick of the renovation. And it was like, yo, you know how renovations are. Yeah. This is just like in deep. And I was kind of burnt out. And the weather was bad at that time. And I was just like, why am I here again? Like I forgot about, like I, I lost my excitement for a minute. Yeah. And I noticed myself feeling like I was getting back into a bit of a rut. And I could just feel a little bit like, oh, I'm feeling heavy. I'm feeling a little bit like, mm. yeah. And it took a minute just to actually then get back into that perspective, actually. Like, hey, what, actually, you're doing good shit. But what made you go back? You know, like, what did you do to get yourself back in that good mindset? Oh, um, I, because it's yeah. easy to spiral off. Yeah, no, really right? like, like, it's yeah. really easy, like, for me, if I'm, like, dealing with depression, it's easy for me to spiral out, even though I want to get out of it. Yeah. But the spiral just, like, you know, yeah. then you just need another person next to you that agrees that it's gloomy outside. Yeah. Then you need another person next to you that's like, yeah, this city does suck. Yeah. And you got, now you guys are both on this path together. Yeah. So you find no reason to get out of it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Fuck so that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, how do you, how do you pull yourself out of a road without going so deep into it? I think... I have to consistently have like positive indicators I'm doing good in my life. Like, like I'm, I'm talking, I like stop, but also I'm like, I have my coaching clients and I feel good when I coach them. Like when I, when they have something good happen to them, like it feels like it's happening to me. So I'm happy when they finally got past the hard part of the shop. So there was like these permits that like, you know, doing anything in Vancouver permits that were holding us back and we got the permits. So I was like, literally like in the storm and I was bitching about the storm. And then as soon as you're out of it, you're like, yay. And so it's kind of, that was exactly what was happening for me. And if I just keep walking out of the storm, like I just keep doing what I do to be positive, the the practice, the self-practice, the gym, you know, those things, Mm -hmm. it'll it'll help. And honestly, I started lifting again. Like I I went through a bit of like, I was moving into this place, um, you know, just, uh, I was sick. It was just like a few things. I just wasn't like moving forward and there's a lot I can't do, but I started doing again what I could do. And so I started actually training upper body harder. And I was like, oh yeah, like I can do this. And then I felt better right away to actually like pick something up. And I feel like it's, if I do something a little bit challenging every day, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. something, it could be even just a longer meditation set, yeah. or it could be just whatever. If I just do something a little bit hard every day, my set happiness point goes higher. That's, that's how I am too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I can that. be sitting at, like, I don't need to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. I can be happy in my office mm-hmm. as long as, like I know that some people will see frustration on my face, but frustration because I'm challenging my mind to do something mm-hmm. that it needs to still prepare for. Mm-hmm. So I actually get satisfaction out of that, of being frustrated. Mm-hmm. I, I hate frustration out of boredom. Frustration out of boredom is way different than being frustrated because you've hit a wall and a challenge and you're trying to figure it out and you're trying to do something. So it's a very different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so in that sense, it's it, it, it's a very different thing. You said something that struck me there, kind of like, I don't need to go on vacation. Because, like, I like going on adventures. Like, that's, right. like, I want to go adventure. But I feel like I used to be in a place where I'm, like, 
back 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 in the day over a decade ago where i'd be like oh i need a vacation to get away from this mm-hmm. and i feel like okay if i ever went back to that i'm fucking up like that's not the, the type, mindset of that yeah because not, yeah I, I, you're I running away from you. your life exactly but also you know and I, i'm not knocking people that have nine to fives but i just think doing something that you love you know right. so it's not like you have to get away from it mm-hmm. if that's the case there's some fulfillment missing you're not doing things that are positive or hard in the right way mm-hmm. or enough fulfilling you that's making your heart fulfilling sing. is the that's, biggest thing yeah fulfilling it's always yeah. fulfilling yeah yeah it's it, I, I think it's not even being busy or something it's are you fulfilled in yeah. the day you can be fulfilled in a different a lot of different ways you can go meditate and travel somewhere right and be fulfilled and be happy at where you are mm-hmm. it's that emptiness that some people get on vacation for the wrong reasons yeah yeah because yeah. then you're coming back to the same shit you're just going you're you're, you're, you're yeah. going excuse and then you're coming back yeah, to the same shit yeah, you're, yeah. and then you're looking for the next one and you spent tons of money and you're hungover and you, and you got sunburns <laughs> and then you come back and yeah. you're just sitting there and you're back in that same mess that yeah. you escaped for a bit yeah. um yeah for it's it's for me it's always been like let's go on vacation because it's a reward because mm-hmm. you did something mm-hmm. like and and you earned something and you're it's it's always been like that for me it's like i I feel actually empty even on vacations if I feel like I'm just on a just cause. Oh, yeah. I, I no. feel like shit. Uh, yeah. Um, if I feel like I earned something, I did something, yeah. there's some fulfillment, there's something, then, then then I feel good about where I'm at. I really like that. Like my vacations now are like missions. Like I want to go do something. Like I have something. I'm going there for a reason. Like there's right. like a thing that I want to do. Maybe it's a meditation retreat or we're going to go shoot down in LA and go visit my friends and do some podcasts there or like – I was going to retreat somewhere like okay there's like a thing to do right but if it's just like to go get fucked up in a pool i'm like i don't got time for it like it's just not yeah so before i ever like before i met my wife that's what vacations were for me vegas right for me uh well vegas always but montreal was like if i went to montreal there has to be a purpose behind it i'm going there to train at tristar mm. um if i'm going to vacation to india it's because i'm fighting there if i'm going so it used to be different then all of a sudden we're like she's like we're just gonna go on vacation just to do it. i'm like uh-huh Okay. But, well, this is different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh Bali was probably the first place that I ever went to where was there's no purpose. And even then when I got there, it messed with me, so I went and found an MMA gym. So I went into Bali, Bali MMA and I went and trained there because I was like I can't. I can't just yeah. I can't just keep doing this. I need to like feel like I came and discovered something. Uh for me there's always but now it's like she's taught me that you can just go and just enjoy yourself. But for me it's almost like I can only go if I feel like there's a reward for doing something I did. Mm. Um, so that that that's a personal thing for me is how I feel good on vacations. What do you think? There's do you think there's a shadow side to that, or what's the positive side to that? Like, is it a reward or the having to always do something? Like when you go on vacation or before? Even just life, because I have that too, where it's mm-hmm. like I have to have done something. You know? It'll yeah, like, it's it's like. For me, it's almost like it's a driving factor, right? So mm-hmm. it makes me want to go, let's earn this, let's earn this. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always lived life in an earning kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like everything that I, any kind of pleasure that I've wanted, I feel like I've had to earn. And it's always like, I don't know if that's a curse. I don't know if that's a good thing. Like, I'm not sure where you can just go enjoy something without earning it or not. Um but that I've always had that, whether it's a vacation, whether it's a dinner out, mm. whether it's even just laying on the couch watching a movie. Um, I've always had to have something where I've earned it. Yeah. I can't just go do it. I can't just be like, oh, you know what? Today, I'm not going to do nothing. Um, I, I, it's weird. Like, I wish I could. I really do sometimes. And just have that mindset like, screw it. Let's, let's just be lazy. Mm-hmm. Like, screw it. Um, I have, it starts driving me nuts five minutes into a movie. 
yeah. probably Sunday, I'm like, I could be doing this, I could be doing <laughs> that, I could be doing this. It's ruining movie for you. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. So for me, it's all, I've always been in an earning mindset. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think a bunch of the guys, like, okay, you're fighting for top three in the world. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the guys that are in that class as you, number two, number one, do they think the same way? I think so. Yeah. And I think that's part of what plays it for me, right? So then you listen to certain people, like, you know, athletes, David Goggins, Kobe Bryant's, all these people, and you try to study those mindsets, and they were exactly the same way. I never heard about them saying, I just went and did something just because I was lazy and I just, like, you know, they had to earn it. They, they were always, they always made an agreement with themselves. Mm -hmm. They were always, had to push past it, and then you earn this cheat meal, then you earn this cheat day, then you earn this mm -hmm. little break, right? Mm -hmm. There's always an earning kind of, and I think the number one guys and everybody that I'm surrounded by in Vegas that are like the top, top in the world are exactly the same way. Yeah. It's, it's like you can get into this crazy cycle also, which can drive you nuts, especially being in Vegas, because most of the people training there, this is their career. Yeah. Where when I train in Vancouver, some people have side jobs. It's like, you know, it's yeah. different. There you'll do two sessions. You're like, I earned this evening off. But then you'll hop on Instagram and you'll see those same two, those same teammates are now in the third and fourth session. Yeah. And their earning is doing four sessions in that day and you only did two. Wow. And then you start going down this road like, yeah. who am I to be taking break? And then you get into the cycle and that mm -hmm. becomes a day, then a week, then months. And then by the time you roll up to the fight, you're burned out. Because you're just, you've done so much and you just, you've been after this little reward, 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 and it never comes. And you're Whoa. just like, kind of like a hamster in a hamster wheel and you're just yeah. like, it never comes. Like, before, one session in Vancouver used to be enough to be like, hey, you're in the rest of the day off. But even in Vegas, four sessions may not make you feel like that. Wait, well, where's the difference? Because you said you'd be burnt out by the fight if you're doing like four. Right. So then you got to find a balance between. You got to find a balance. But, push it's, a, but and... it's a daily balance. Okay. You got to assess yourself on the daily. Yeah. Right. But then you also are like, if I do four, then the day the fight comes, I'll have no regrets that I left. No stones are unturned. But you can also do two sessions every day and feel that way, mm -hmm. right? But you just know in that moment, you, you can't look to the future. You're making what you can of that day. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, yeah, I can do a third one. I can do a fourth one. I can go home. I can take a quick break. Like I can I can get home at 12, wake up at five and make it to, to, to start at five, yeah. then go till eight. Like, you know, and this, like, and you become this, it becomes a cycle. Mm -hmm. And you were just talking, like you were talking about how when you were, when you were, uh, working on your shop, you got into a rut. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. This is the same thing. Like right now, I'm in a place where I'm just dreaming of going back to training. But then when I'm in the camp, mm -hmm. I'm frustrated. I'm mm -hmm. burnt out. It feels like a job. I feel like people outside of this training camp don't understand what I'm dealing with because mm -hmm. they're like, "You're living the dream." But for me, I'm like, I'm stuck in You're this. Getting kicked in the 20, face. <laughs> yeah, I'm caught in this 24/7. Yeah. And the only day it's really gonna count is on fight day, and if shit falls apart on fight day, none of this matters. So the pressure just mounting and mounting. Shit. So it's like you're trying to yeah. like, and you don't know whether you're doing enough or not doing enough because you don't know what your opponent's doing and the pressure and the fans and everything. So it's like you you're doing everything, but you get caught in a rut too, yeah. and you're trying to enjoy the process, but you lose that along the way and you're trying to hold on to that. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, that's what I'm saying. Like right now, like I can be patient, I can enjoy this, but it's so hard to maintain that because along the way you do lose that perspective again, Yeah, right? Yeah. You lose that because right now everything will be slowed and I miss the fast pacedness. Yep. Then I'll be in the fast pacedness and I'll be like, I missed the slow, yep. right? So you're always looking on one end or the other. Yep. So you're like, I wish I could walk 
but then I'm being forced sessions. And like, it's always like, yeah. it's this constant cycle. It's, it's a constant it's so funny human you cycle that. that you get stuck in. Yeah. And you're just, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it drives me insane. Like, I like, think thinking about it. everybody deals with this though. And, and it's so funny that you said this. because I don't think everyone deals with it. I think a lot of people deal with the grass I think screener. a lot of people do, but yeah. I don't think a lot of people do. Some people are just okay doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? no, 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 I, I get it. I and, get it. My, my folks are pretty blue collar, so I understand right. like on that end of it. But I think everybody gets the grass is greener thing. You know? The grass is greener yeah, thing. That's, 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 yeah, that's a damn grass thing is for green. sure. Yeah. Everybody wishes they had what they didn't. It's very common. Mm -hmm. But... And I've, I'm very much like you, brother. So I'm like, I always think that where I'm like, I wish I had this thing. I want this thing next, right, you right. know? And then now I'm really trying to make like the elevator ride better. Like this, like the mundane of it, like the, right, like the right, grout right. you were talking about, that yeah, tile. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, what I learned from this is in this moment, there's peace or in this moment, there's joy. And I like learning on like producing joy and, and making this moment really happy. There's a, there's a book, Joy on Demand. Um, that's a dope book. This Google engineer talking about how we can like learn to actually anchor in the feeling of joy and then produce it while we're waiting for line, you know, at whatever, right. or in the elevator. And I've been like trying to remember that. Cause but what are some techniques of doing that? Well, like of creating that? Yeah. Well, Cause like, I know that's what I should be doing, yeah. but what do you do to do that? Okay, do it right now. And, and let's see if everybody right. listen. <laughs> Think of something that makes you undeniably happy. Something that's just like the picture in your mind's eye of just joy, happiness, and love. What's like one thing? Anchor it. Okay. Right? I'm thinking of my pit bull, Henny. My, my dog that one of my close friends has now. But I look at her face and she's just so sweet and happy and cute. My heart like, oh. Right, right. Right? Um, you might be thinking of your beautiful wife sitting over there. Right. And so. I was thinking about my nephew. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I just this, think about, the looks, I think about the looks he's giving <laughs> no, no, everyone. Because they, because they remind me of Joy. childlike, yes. like, you know, that innocence. Yes, right? yes, yes. So I always, that's why I like having them around. I no. always kind of. Like I like having them around because it gives me a reminder. I actually was messaging my yeah. sister. I'm like, can you go up them all? Yeah. Because I want that. Yeah. Like I like having that around me. It, there's pure joy and innocence. And I believe you know, children are connected to the to God the right, deepest. Right. They're yeah. just they're just essence of that. Right. So we think of that. And then we think of the feeling associated, the flavor of the feeling associated with that, with your nephew, mm -hmm. the dog. And that usually I feel it in my heart, right here. And then the actual emotion tied to that is, is quite high vibrational. That's like love, that's happiness, mm -hmm. right? So you think of that, and then you be as present as possible thinking of that and grow the emotion. So we're thinking of love, we're thinking of happiness. And then in this moment, it's kind of like, if you could feel it here vibrating, mm -hmm. now then. Do you visualize it as something? I like just holding something? feel it in my heart. And okay. so I, I visualize the feeling, but mainly I'm just thinking of like an orb right, yeah, the type. Yeah, yeah, and that's in my heart vibrating. And then I wanna actually just keep growing that. But the more that I'm in this present moment, we're here, and I feel that growing, I can feel myself getting happier and we can actually just generate excitement if we anchor that feeling and then grow it outwards and we'll be like okay actually this moment's pretty fucking great mm -hmm. and and i and it's a bit of a placebo effect at the start but if you smile it triggers being happier in your mind right so you can start with just trying to smile and then you can get happier and we can actually then kind of placebo but we start generating it Kind of like when you kick your bike off and you start pedaling with your hand, your feet a little bit first, yeah. and then you get momentum, you get it going, right? So right. it's like that kind of thing with happiness. So I'm seeing that work. And so I did it in coming, literally, I went to the gym this morning downstairs mm -hmm. in the elevator. For some reason in my head, I always think there's a bunch of like Ferraris and Lamborghinis in my, um, in my parking garage here, none of which I own. <laughs> God damn it. But I'm in my head, I'm like, you know what? 
I'm really happy right now. And I just tell myself I'm really happy. And instead of thinking, I want $90 million, mm -hmm. no, I'm just really happy right now. And I think that has a way better effect on us than the grass is greener longing effect. Right. So I think like when those days were fucked up in training or the days that were just like this, I want that, mm -hmm. you know, if we're just like, actually right now, I'm making it awesome. And that's been something I've been really trying to like use and, and actually push. So is that like a morning thing you do? I, that's a, that's a always thing I do. Like, that's that's just like a morning. morning. Like you obviously can't keep visualizing that all day. Like all I have to remind myself that. That's okay. a catch. Okay. So mental catch. That's like when I catch myself spiraling, which I often do. Like yeah. I, I, I spiral a lot. See, that's the thing about yeah. me. I'll be doing that all day. Yeah, I'll be doing that every 10 minutes. Because I do, because I deal with like depression and anxiety. So mm -hmm. I like, I, I can see myself like, going oh okay we gotta do this again now mm -hmm. think of your nephews create that joy. <laughs> you, know, like, you finally get going yeah, you get yeah, yeah. you go and pick up a couple of the ah, we gotta sit down again i gotta do this again <laughs> like i'll be stuck doing it yeah. all day i think the more that you can and we can get present yeah we can find happiness in the present moment yeah no matter what it is there's there's god is here in this room with us mm -hmm. no matter what we do the present moment is great we're alive right. we're breathing right. even when i was in the in this worst pain i'm alive thank god like at least I'm alive to feel this pain. Mm -hmm. That gratitude aspect makes this moment cool. Right. At least you got to come downtown and hang out with me today. Like, mm -hmm. great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's an awesome thing to happen. Right. So that perspective has been helping me. And, and through the worst of it, like, fuck, I didn't know if I was, like, I still don't know if I ever walk properly again. You know, I still walk with a bit of a limp. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. But it's just like, well, we make it what it is, right? Yeah. And, and I think that's, I think that helps me a lot more than, than not, than not thinking that way because right. you know how many how much our body responds to our thoughts right mm -hmm. and then it's compounded thoughts of of good skillfully pre, skillfully acted present moments yeah. will then make a better future right. it's made up of a, of a of a fuck ton of present moments yeah, yeah. so if those present moments are done well right now you and me here mm -hmm. and we do this well and then the next moment if we can catch ourselves we do that well what are the knock-on effects of our the present moment thing is probably one of my biggest yeah. difficulties. How so? Because it's hard for me to be in the present moment. Mm. It's because I'm like, okay, even while I'm injured, mm. what can I do right now to mm. prep myself for the future? Like what, like once again, what businesses can I set up? Mm -hmm. What can I learn? What can I do? I should be, I shouldn't be like during COVID I thrived, I believe because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and since I thrived during that time, now I always feel like whenever, like, you know, I get stuck in a situation like where I'm injured or something like that, it's another opportunity to do something. But yeah. then I'm always thinking about where it's going to take me. So okay. I'm just going like, you know, like, yeah. like right now I'm injured. I could be spending a lot more time with my wife mm -hmm. than spending time in my office trying to prep something because I'm thinking about the future, the future investment, mm -hmm. right? What can I do to set us up in the future right now being stuck here right now? Yeah. Right. So I'm always like. Or I could just be like, hey, I'm home now for the next five, six months. Let's just watch a movie and chill out, which I would love to do. But at the end of the day, for me, whether it's right or wrong, I know that setting us up for the future, it is not doing. Right? Oh, guys. Like, 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 you know, like, like, what about the balance of both? The balance of both is where I struggle because I'll get, I'll get caught up going down a rabbit hole of something and I can spend eight to 10 hours. And I'm so mentally burnt out trying to learn it. By the time I get to her, I'm checked yeah. out mentally, right? Like yeah, I need yeah. a nap. I'm, I'm like, like you know, I'm, I'm tired yeah, of. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. that's definitely that's some, that, that's definitely something I've always wanted to work on. Mm -hmm. 
uh, there's just the concept of work keeps me happy. Yeah. It's weird. Like, no, um, but it's not weird. It's awesome. I, yeah. I, I think it's a great way to live that we're doers. And right. I think that's a great thing to have because we shouldn't suppress that. Mm-hmm. But then using that and then also doing rest. So right. that's the other thing is I had to do it. And you're going to know this well too, is a recovery matters. Mm-hmm. So that time to recover really matters. Like we have to do it. So I made sure this place that we're in right now, I needed a bathtub. Because right. I was like, I need to be able to take baths. It's good for my bones. Mm-hmm. My shit is, I'm sore as fuck after a day of walking around. Mm-hmm. I'm all swollen. Like that really matters. Right. And like, I don't smoke weed that often, but here and, here and there at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I could if my friends are all stoners. It's Vancouver, right? right? So right. I won't smoke in the daytime because I didn't earn it yet. I got too much shit to do with my mind. Right. But here and there, end of the day, I'm like, well, I did enough today. Mm-hmm. Okay, that earned it thing. But then I'm like, okay, I make sure I earn that bath. Or if it's watching TV, I was showing you earlier, yeah. I mounted that TV so I could watch stuff in the bath. Right. So I'm like hitting the two things at once. So I'm like, I'm recovering, but I can chill. Right. And that's the way I've been like optimizing the setup because I still want everything. I want to optimize everything. Like yeah. I'm I'm so addicted to efficiency, I think. <laughs> you know, like I want everything to be doing something. Yeah. yeah. And that drives drives like people around me nuts, right? Yeah. I'm um, exactly how I am. <laughs> Could you optimize? But the thing is, to be a to make everything run in efficiency, you got to get dirty and you got to get it set up, and mm-hmm. that's the part that you know that like like the way that I look at it is some of the things I'm working on right now. I just picked up the b- bricks from the from the yard, and I'm just laying the bricks down, mm-hmm. and this is gonna be the shittiest part of this whole process. Yeah, because you're thinking about the big skyscraper when it's all running on its own. Mm-hmm. But right now you're on the dirt laying down brick by brick. Yeah. And you and you don't know you've never known how to build look like I'm talking like metaphorically. I'm not yeah, actually yeah. Like, like what the fuck are you building, like, bro? Yeah. Like I'm talking <laughs> metaphorically, like you know, like like I'm talking about like right now I'm yeah. in the dirt. You're building a skyscraper yeah, in your yeah. backyard? Like <laughs> like like right now I'm in the dirt. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to learn the sure. way of doing this. Yeah. And I have no experience of it. Yeah. And and that's where efficiency will only come later. And yeah. right now I have to do do all this. Well, it's just like that spinning heel kick. Like that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. With so much of the stuff that like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I'm now learning Canadian taxes because I'm I have no idea, bro. Right, 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 <laughs> that's right. not my forte. Yeah, I'm not yeah. the numbers guy. I'm right. the connector. I don't right. I don't want to do that stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, I need to learn tax strategy. If I'm gonna be in the in the West, mm-hmm. I'm gonna need to learn this stuff so I don't get Wesley sniped. You know, right, I'm right, gonna right, have to know. pull this it's off, true. right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, but if I do this enough now and I get my reps in, I'll figure this out. Or running a podcast. I'm like, well, I kind of got experience in that, but I can figure this out enough right. time on the clock. Maybe the first one we mess up and have to film again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, we'll yeah, to yeah. get the reps in. But so you're you're switching gears to a little bit more now and building trying to build wealth and set you guys set yourself up. That's always been the goal for me, yeah. right? Like like I come from a very simple, amazing family. Like, you know, my dad is just nine to five been doing this and my mom is nine to five double shifts from mm-hmm. like you know since we were kids and stuff like that so i don't come from this lineage of where a bunch of stuff is passed on to me where i'm trying to show what's capable i first of all showed it to my community and my family just taking my martial arts career to the place that i took it mm-hmm. right from from basically like you know you saw me on capilano <laughs> mats we, we to were tournaments together we were yeah. tournaments together <laughs> to the point where I mean, one championship in the top five in the world, mm-hmm. right? So just showing that part right there. And now I'm like, let me show you how I can, what kind of, I can break away from, what kind mm-hmm. of chances and risks I can take and create something like, like, you know, we always hear about people always oh, came from money, came from yeah. this. I want my kids to be able to say that. I came from money. I came from this. I came from that. Um, my dad did this. My mm-hmm. dad did that. So I, 
I have to be the one to be the one to do the stuff that I see some of my friends saying, like, you know, they, it's been passed to them. Yeah. I don't have that. Same. So Same. I have to go through that grind. I got to figure this stuff out. I got to be the one that goes from the started from the bottom to the top kind of yeah. story. Yeah. Um, and I'm grateful of it because I have to learn so many things. I got to try so many things. I got to fail so much. I got to pick myself up. Sometimes I got to stay quiet in my own house about what I'm working on or, mm-hmm. or, or, or what I'm doing and just kind of put my feet down, fail at it, try again, wake up, strategize. These are all things because it's not set up and passed down to me to maintain or grow. I have to figure out what I want to grow, do it, and then turn it into something. Man, needs me to. <laughs> and, and, and passing on my MMA, like, lineage or whatever like whoever i've inspired was the same thing it, mm-hmm. it, it, it was a business that i created almost where i was like you i'll show you that indian fighters can do something let mm-hmm. me show you this let me show you where we can go mm-hmm. right let me show you how far we can take this um now whoever it inspired or whoever whether they're gonna be mma fighters or not it's almost like passing it on like yeah. they're not my kids like you know i'll pass it on to my community yeah uh worldwide so it's kind of the same thing yeah where now i'm trying to build something where i can physically hand it yeah to the people close to me or yeah and then give the life to people like like you know like my wife like let's travel wherever you want go ahead book that flight do whatever but that shit isn't just given right that shit you gotta build like some people are grateful to be born into it mm-hmm. i'm I, I wasn't Same. um so i gotta build it yeah you gotta build it you gotta do it you gotta put your you gotta get in those ruts you gotta build those shops you gotta do what you're doing right now and i gotta do what i'm doing and then create something do you think, because I, I think about this quite a bit, and I, I think I'm in that exact same place where I'm like, well, I want to build something dope that I can pass on, mm-hmm. you know, to me, to my community, like to my kids, to my community, like that's what I want, you mm-hmm. know? And, you know, do you think that that gives us a, a grind to get there? And then, but if that was given to us, would we grind this hard? I don't think so. But I do have a friend that does do that. Mm-hmm. He was passed on, like he comes from wealth. But this kid's still on his own thing creating his own thing mm-hmm. and i've never seen it before i've seen a lot of kids passed on their family business and we're mm-hmm. just going to work this i'm going to maintain whatever my dad gave me this guy's on his own thing mm-hmm. building his own thing and it's it, it's because i don't see that mm-hmm. i don't really ever see that yeah um it's a blessing at the same time because you get involved with so many different things because you got to figure it out it's yeah. it's on you like yeah. you know like do you think your your parents would uh pass you on karma <laughs> like like you know what i karma mean like, yeah my folks know, weren't in the tattoo yeah, business. yeah, yeah exactly right like, like <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's it's what i'm saying it's yeah. like you're there's these different experiences associated to you getting your hands dirty and getting yeah. involved with things yeah yeah, yeah right yeah, like yeah. i'm involved with so many different things and if somebody had just passed on me i'd be like dude what the hell man like it's the life experience associated to all this stuff Fuck and it. you realize real quick everything has literally the same formula Mm -hmm. and it's almost the same stages whether you're trying to become a world champion fighter you're gonna go through the falls you're gonna go through the pain you're gonna go through the heartbreak you're gonna go through that whether you go and start an online business you're gonna go through the pain the dirt of it the simpleness of it you're gonna go through the failures and the successes of that doesn't matter what you do doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what you do like it literally does not it's the same kind of stages you go through just different um different things you go through, but it's the same, same emotion, same stages, same everything. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very interesting that, and that's where I think my MMA experience, I'm happy that I have all these lessons to know that what I'm going through now in anything I'm involved with is not new. 
Yeah. It's it's remember we went through that and look where we made it. Look where I went. Where look where I took it. We're gonna do the same thing here. We're yes. gonna do the same thing there. We're gonna do the same thing here. And that's from life experience. And my dad had told me all this, right? I wouldn't have I wouldn't have understood what he's talking about, mm-hmm. but I had to go through. Mm-hmm. I had to go through the rut of it. I had to like be broke. I had to build myself back up. Now I'm like, okay, if I can do that, I can do this, I can do that, I can do that. That's the one, right? Yeah. And 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 had my dad told me all these stories, it wouldn't mean shit to me. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. you want to integrate and, it. And my dad did tell me all these stories <laughs> and the day mean shit to yeah. me. Yeah. And now I can relate to him because I've been through it. Yeah. Oh shit, dad did come from India and did do this. He did work 16 hour shifts picking up luck. Oh, okay, damn, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, you can't do what I do and I can't do what you did. Right? So, yeah. so yeah. Like, like my dad always says to me, he's like, I don't know how you do it. Like, it's crazy that you can train all day. I'm like, dad, I can't. I, I don't know how you did what you did. Yeah, yeah. Picking up logs, working behind one machine for 16 hour days and just somehow keeping mentally in there and not checking out and just boredom and stuff like that. Like, and you're still doing it 30, 40 years later or yeah, 30, yep. 40 years later, and you're yep. still doing it. Yep. And my mom doing the same job since 93, still doing it. Like, I'm like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do yeah. it. And yeah. you couldn't do what I do. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's two different variations and yeah. stuff like that. But I can only relate to what they're talking about to a point because I've been through my own thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So th- I think that's, that's very important. I really like that. Yeah. I think about that a lot, too. And like our folks, God bless them for going through what they went through just yeah. to get us to Canada to do mm-hmm. this. But to work the same job for that many years, you know, my folks, my dad worked for Shaw, still yeah. works for Shaw, you know, my yeah. whole life, a cable company. My mom was a community librarian for 40 years. Yeah. Like, since she was 18, she had the yeah. same job for 40 so years. Some people our age can't hold jobs for more than two years without completely mentally checking out. We'd go nuts. And yeah. in this day and age, uh, like us these days, we work three jobs before lunch. We have like, lots going on. Many people are doing micro, you know, jobs. Yeah. They have yeah. many little gigs, right? And that's just kind of where the future is going. It seems, you know, like solo entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm doing so much more but you know what i was thinking when you were saying that as well was that we're gonna fall like that part of like it's like anything in life and martial arts really taught me that too is like yeah you're gonna spar you're gonna get punched in the face like mm-hmm. it's it's gonna happen yeah. at some point you're gonna get you're gonna get hurt like it's yeah. gonna hurt this yeah. is gonna hurt you're gonna you're gonna go into something some part of it's probably gonna suck mm-hmm. like, this guy's trying to hit you yeah. so but life's like that like yeah. you're gonna go into something and there's something about that hardening up like you're going to go into this that, you know, you know exactly what I mean. When we're yeah. about to go into a sparring session, even when I did those little side steps yeah. and I was able to just get into a bit of like a mini fighting sense because you'll never do anything like that. Coach would be like, have your hands up. Yeah. As soon as I had my hands up, I felt dangerous again. Right. Bro, it felt so good. Yeah, yeah, it bet. felt so good just to be like, oh yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. I, like I, I'm, my type of kickboxing is pretty stocky. I'd stalk people that yeah, way. Yeah. Just to be in that stance felt so good and I could yeah. just move around a little bit and I'm like that's right I'm a dangerous man and yeah. something about that was just like oh and I and I felt so confident the rest of the day and I was just like proud of myself just to be in the stance right and I think it's kind of like that in life that we're gonna go into some shit and it's gonna suck something you're gonna get hit yeah. something, something's gonna Fail, happen you'll do. go into business yeah whatever you're gonna get hit something's gonna yeah. happen but the fact that you can just harden up and, and move forward into it with that intensity yeah is like that's that's something that's a beautiful thing to keep in yeah. life. For 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 me, it's not just aspiring, but like, say you spend three four months in training camp, mm-hmm. you sacrifice time from your family, you've done everything, you've done everything, then you go into the fight and you lose. You basically, if you look at it as a business, you failed, mm-hmm. right? Because there's for uh, first of all, you only got one half of your money. You got your show money. You didn't get the win money. Mm-hmm. So that was like literally a three to four month business plan 
that didn't go right. Mm. And now you got to go home. You got to reassess. You got to go through that shit of it. You got to go through the depression of it. You got to build yourself back up. And then mm. you got to get back on that one street. Fuck. It's that same yeah. thing. So now if you've been through that and then you come to business and stuff like that, yeah. then you're like, dude, I've lost in front of the world. Yeah. I've lost in front of the entire world and I've come back and won the next four fights. Mm -hmm. And I've never let that, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I know exactly it's, it's like, it's like every day you woke up, you invested money mm -hmm. into your training camp, you ate the best food, you trained with the best guys, you, you sacrificed time and moments and celebrations and big moments between your personal friends and stuff that just to get ready for this because you knew you were doing something and you knew that this was going to bring you victory, success. But it didn't. Yeah. You failed. Yeah. And you lost. And now you gotta now you're in the dumps and you gotta build yourself back up. So then if you look back on your like, if I did that, I can definitely do this. Yeah. Right? I feel like um, it's kinda like that also then in, in business and relationships. Yeah. Because you like you're trying to get married, you're trying to be in a relationship, you get your heart broken. Yeah. And that whole time was a bad business decision. If we, did, if we yeah. use that one. Exactly. Well. Or in a business decision. I, I've had business things go take bad L's. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, invested in a cryptocurrency. Oh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. this, we all have we all, Any entrepreneur yeah. in crypto yeah. has an experience. We took an L's. Has, has an experience. Yeah. Any entrepreneur that yeah. has a crypto story, Fuck. I know where the crypto story is. Mine's bad. <laughs> go ahead. So my uh, homie, a close buddy of mine, he's one of my business partners in Karma yeah. House. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I got a link uh, for the Arab world's first cryptocurrency. It's going to be called Habibi coin. And he's like, okay, I heard about Habibi coin. You yeah. heard about this one? I heard about Fuck, it. Fuck, yeah. bro. He's like, this is going to be huge. It went Habibi on your ass. Oh, <laughs> oh did it ever. Yeah, it's yeah. like, we got, we got in at the IPO and he's connected to the guy, this fucking con artist that yeah. was like, hey, this is going to be huge. Uh, and my buddy put in a million bucks of his own money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I put in like 20 G's and it was just like, okay, it's going to be big. Like this 20K could be like half a million yeah. after this yeah. blows up, right? I'm like, yes, this is going to be yeah. like, this is going to be a big, big win. Maybe a million bucks yeah. after. It's of course. Gonna, it's yeah. going to skyrocket it. Yeah. So I had this big dream so that this is going to go good, right? So I put in that and obviously, buddy got prodded. Mm -hmm. The guy who made this big IPO took everyone's money. And he bounced. He bounced, yeah. right? So, so that was huge during the NFT. Like, yes. That, that was what kind of killed the NFT market so, for that time being. Yeah. It was like 2018, around 2019, something like that, right? And okay. it, it was like, man, we were, we were my buddy. It was pre-COVID? Oh yeah. Yeah. This is pre COVID pre COVID. Yeah. And so, so, the, so when there was a bear market, you were investing in these. <laughs> 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 I, I didn't even know that well. Right. Yeah, was, you know? And so, so he was, my, my friend lost his shirt on. He lost everything. Dude, and he crazy. took, he took it like a chat. Now he's doing well again. I'm super proud of him. He built himself back. He on. was, yeah, he was, he told, he lost everything. Like everything. Right. Like what are we talking about? Like everything. A million bucks and all the stuff. Like he was, he was, he was yeah. dead broke again. Right. Yeah. And he built it back up again. Cause he took the L and he, you know, he took it like a champ. This is a pretty interesting person. How long did it take him to like a couple, like, couple years? A couple years. A couple years. I put three. He is. He had a hustler mindset, and he probably had crazy trust wars, like trust issues. He, with everybody. You know, I'm, I'm pretty. Yeah. You know, he actually paid me back when when the accident he happened. He paid you back. Yeah, because he guaranteed it. I didn't ask him for it back. Like I was just like, whatever, yeah, yeah. bro. Like if it happens. He, he guaranteed me. He's like, I guarantee you this will work. And I'm like, bro, like, I got a lot of other stuff going on. I don't know. I don't really want to, like, I, I was not totally, like, in for it. But he's trying to do me a favor. He's like, I guarantee you it'll work. And then when the accident happened, he sent me 10K. And I was like, that's so nice of you. Just so he's like, you need to heal. Right. Well, that was one really humbling and very sweet thing about it is when, when I was down on my ass, how many people came to help me? Right. And I was like, that's really sweet because fucking my bills were crazy, like, oh, astronomical. Yeah. To walk again like this ain't cheap. Yeah. But... 
everybody wanted to see that. So it was really sweet for them to actually just be in my corner. And for someone who I never asked anybody for shit, I'm always a provider. I'm always the one making things happen. That was extremely humbling for me. It was not easy to receive that. Really, I had a massive resistance to it. I was like, no, I'm just going to start hustling. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm just going to start working. I had a group coaching program ready to launch. Mm -hmm. um, And I was in the hospital, literally like, like one day out of the most intense surgery in my entire life. And I'm going to my buddy AJ. I'm like, I'll do the, I'll do the training from the hospital. So like, you fucking stupid. Like, no, like we're canceling that. You can't work for six to eight months. You can't even think about work for that long. Right. You can only work on this. This is going to be your whole life is going to be learning how to walk again for the next six to eight months. That's it. Don't even yeah. think about it. We're going to raise money for you. I'm like, no, don't do that. Like, don't do it. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. They're like, no, 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 no. We know you like, you're just going to, you're going to go right back to how you are yeah. and grind yourself to the core. And that's not the time to do this. You just need to not even think about anything. Cancel all your life. And that was that's so good. hard. But thank God for my friends, right? They're right. really, really solid. Right. And and that was crazy. So he showed up, my buddy. And and that was great because I spent that on like HGH. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah HGH, uh, human growth hormone, yeah, peptides. Yeah, yeah. You know, all the craziest like side medicine, everything. Because right, right. I was like, I'm going to get well. ASAP, just right. inject it in anything, put it in my eyes, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, man. And yeah. it was worth it. Like, it was crazy. And so that was like very, very helpful. But the crypto thing, that L, right? It was hard. He came back from it. He has a wild story, that whole Yeah, I want to hear about his comeback story. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know who it is, but I want to hear about the comeback story. Yeah. Um, do you hear about Usain Bolt? Yo, 12 Six, mil? 12 mil has $12,000. Think about the lifestyle change that is. He has $12,000 to his name left. Is he going to be able to get it back? What's the story with that? They say he's not. The guy, it's the same situation that you just explained. The guy bounced. He's just ghost. It was investment opportunity, crypto, 12 million. What? Promised him the same shit that they probably promised you. Wow. And the guy I just can't believe he got frauded 12,000 dollars. I thought I thought he got it jacked from him. Like the guy like no, no, funneled it out. He, he invested his he entire invest, net worth into one thing. Yeah. I don't feel as sorry for him anymore then. Because I was like, damn, I bro. No, I do. Because whoever pitched it. Because... Being entrepreneurs, being an athlete like him, yeah. Yes, you got you got scammed, but I bet you give it some more time, and somebody presents you a similar opportunity. Yes, you will be more more kind of on edge about it, but I feel like you would do it again, just because we have that mindset. We have that entrepreneurial mindset. Like the risk, the chance of yeah. being in the right spot at the yeah, right yeah. time. Because he's done it before. Know, yeah, yeah, right. So it's like I. It's, it's happened to me too. And I always think I'm like, it's either you're not going to ever invest or anything again, which you're also not going to do, mm-hmm. right? You are going to take chances. You are going to fight again. Yeah. Because yeah. you are an entrepreneur. You are somebody that's going to try to do something different than everybody else. And if somebody comes with the right package and the right way to present it to you, mm-hmm. it can happen again. Yeah. And that's yeah. just because 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 the people that I know that neglect that are like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Are the ones that are stuck on that average salary their whole life. Yeah. Right. So you go to a lot of seniors and like I like I used to do door to door sales way back in the day as you work for Rogers. Oh, wow. right. Yeah, so yeah. that's how I used to make my money. I used to be paid on commission. And it was when I was trying to just make my way through school and stuff like that. And I could never sell a phone plan to a senior. Right. It was they just never wanted to take the chance. Mm. They never even if they were paying more and I was showing them they just didn't have no trust. They just had no trust in anything, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. then you go to like a desi dad and he's like, hey, do you want to save 10 bucks? You're like, yeah, yeah, change it all up, right? That's probably the same dad that 
also went in probably invested in real estate yeah. and yeah. came from India, had yeah. his money, yeah. real estate, flipped that house, then this and this, yeah. and now as a construction company, yeah. right? And now that's an asset multi-billionaire. Exactly, right? He's yeah. an entrepreneur. Like, you know, it's a certain risk and reward that he took where like certain people are like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Do you think, it. I really like that topic. And, and, and I'll, I'll be like, like, there's people around me that won't take those chances and have come out on the better end by not taking the chances yeah. where I've come out on the shittier end yep. and had it and there had I not even been involved with whatever it was I would have been in a better position uh than actually taking the chance yeah. and that's always a shitty feeling yeah because yeah. you have the mindset listen I was doing this thinking it was going to take me here but it brought me here and the people that did nothing in between are in a better position than yeah, that, yeah. right? And it's just like, do it, is it better not to do anything? Is it better to just play it safe all the time? I don't or know. do you gotta take the risk? It's, it, exactly, you have to, like uh, these are those things, well, right? Well, investing it, in certain stocks, investing yeah. in certain like growth companies, investing in certain cryptos that are gonna be coming out, uh, whether you're dropping a bunch of money in Bitcoin thinking it is gonna go to 100K or is it gonna go to zero? Mm. That's a risk that you're willing to believe where some people won't even look at that market. Yeah. And either you're going to come out at 100,000 or it's going to disappear and those people are going to end up, they're going to still say the same, right? So it's yeah. like, you don't know where it's going to end up. I mean, there's one way. If you're educated about the market and you invested in it and it didn't work out, you got information. But if you just put money into it and, and, it, and it failed, then maybe not. But it's kind of like if you went into a relationship and you put your whole heart into it and you learned a lot about the person and then it didn't work out and you're heartbroken. And then it's like, well, was it better to love and, and lose than not love at all? And it's always like, what's better to love, right? Yeah. That's just like what everyone says. I think I'd rather play the game. But when we're talking about gambling, is it better to go to the casino and gamble where you could lose right. or not? I'm like, fuck that. I don't like to gamble too much. I'll go for yeah. fun and right, I right. only take what I'm willing to lose. Right. I'm only going to take like a few hundred bucks. I'm like, if I lose it, whatever, just for fun to have some fun with the boys. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm never happy when I lose the money and I'm always yeah. fucking pumped if I won, right? But... I don't like playing if I don't like knowing about it, you know? There's but it's kind of like, like I'm talking about like, okay, we'll take the stock market last year. Mm -hmm. We'll take the stock. So the stock market lost, majority of the big cap stocks lost 70% of their value last year. Mm -hmm. From 20, we're in 2023. So 2021, it started as of March, 2021, mm -hmm. they started dipping. They always say, buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip, but the shit kept dipping, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's like, right? And then you come into 2022, you're like, dude, Tesla is down 40%. Mm -hmm. It can't go like, this is the time to go. But Tesla dropped another 50%. Wow. And then it went down from $300 stock to 100, but you bought it at 250. Yeah. Now you're now it's still at 150, 160. So you're still down a big portion. So it's like, is it better I've just sat out the whole game? Because now you're waiting to recover, mm -hmm. right? And, yeah. and there's a lot of people that I know took out their credit lines going, I've been waiting on this Tesla dip, but they bought it in 2021 yeah. when it was still 200 and above and they thought that was the dip. Yeah. So yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. they risk stuff, yeah. but then there's people that weren't involved at all that are still good, Yeah. right? That's held yeah. on to their money and yeah. just being like, I don't even want to take a chance. Yeah. But then they got you, you got your entrepreneurs who are like, you know what? I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to do this. But now they're sitting like, obviously Tesla's kind of a bad, bad example because Maybe like, it's a growth company. Yeah. Well, we'll take like a penny stock, for example, yeah, like, yeah. you know, a penny stock is it's either going to hit or it's going to miss or something. It might be pumped by somebody mm -hmm. and then it fails completely. And yeah. then you buy the dip and yeah. it keeps dumping. Yeah. You buy the dip, it keeps dumping. And now you're just completely fucked. 
Yeah. <laughs> right? That 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 part gives me hella anxiety. And maybe it was Habibi coin that I'm like, fuck this. Like, exactly. I, like, I, like I did. After that, the stove is hot. I yeah. don't want to get burned again by that. Yeah. So I'm like not heavily invested in coins. I got a, I got a bit in coins, but not. And if I lost it all, I wouldn't give a fuck. Like, it's right. not, not enough that would hurt me. Right. But it's a, a sizable amount. If it went up, then great. Yeah. But. I always thought, and my buddy Chad said this to me ages ago, because he built a yoga design. It's called Yoga Design Lab. It's an online company. He built it to quite a large amount, sold it. Yeah. Now he's bought some crazy property in Portugal, had a baby, bought a Mercedes. Like, mm-hmm. he's doing it. Awesome, awesome guy. And he always said to me, me and him both didn't trust crypto. We're both like, ah, I don't know. This is when the crypto market went down. Mm-hmm. And then and then uh, we bought, we made money, and then it went crazy down. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. I got enough to help my yoga teacher move to like we both went in together enough mm-hmm. to we got out and when it mm-hmm. tanked and we're like Fuck, we had so much before yeah, yeah. so we're like oh, i don't trust that's this probably anymore. 2017. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, i don't like this anymore everybody woke up to that one morning in january <laughs> yeah 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 i had like 50 60k in my portfolio yeah. and i like started with like you know five or six or yeah. something and yeah. at the end it just made enough to pay for half a year's rent right yeah. good enough yeah but 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 uh on the other end of it it was just like this I don't like it. And then he always said to me, yeah, I'd rather invest in myself. And I was like, yeah, like that always rang true for me. So for me personally, I'm like, I'd rather invest in me, my knowledge, my growth and businesses I control. So like mm-hmm. I will open businesses and do stuff because then that investment, putting them into seed money and stuff, I will control. It's weird because I'm kind of doing the same thing right now. Yeah. Like, because yeah, like, you know how I'm saying? I'm like working on certain businesses and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But when the market's open, I see it on my screen and I'm attracted to it because I see money moving up and down. Yeah, I yeah. see people making 500% returns. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. almost like, nah, like, yeah. let's focus on what we I won't can even control. Look. I, don't I, even, do. I don't even I want do. to look at it. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. I'm on there still every day because yeah. it's, it's an addiction to me. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. like, I need to know what there's things happening. I know I've done it mm-hmm. because I've had success with it. Mm-hmm. And I know I can get to that success again. Yeah. Even right now, it's so weird because in 2020, I was almost kind of blind and just going, let me go here. Let me go here. And it worked out. Yeah. But now, so as of like, I'd say Thursday, the market is technically turning around because the Fed's not raising the rates. And now the market has been green for the last three days. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm like, it's all a trap because I'm so like, <laughs> I don't trust it. Yeah. The crypto market's going back up right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's back on that wagon that uh, Bitcoin going from 25 to 100. This is that run. But it's also like, I'm like, I don't trust Africa because I have so many trust issues with that, right? (laughs) Instead of going, okay, let's go. Let's full port now, right? Let's let's dump it all in. Now we're good. We're on the bull market again. It's flipped around. But you have that. You have that trauma, basically, (laughs) right? I don't trust anymore. Relationship trauma. How can you open your heart again? But then at the same time, then you're going to get into that FOMO state of mind. Because then things really are going to turn around. And then Mm -hmm. you're going to buy another top again. And that's literally like this human psychology like you get stuck in mm-hmm. because you're watching at the bottom, mm-hmm. nothing's happening. Then it's going to make a 50% uh, gain. Then you're going to be like, I'm going to go in because you're going to FOMO back into it. Now yeah. it's, 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 How, a, it's a crazy, crazy. How's that relating to your injury right now with going in, feeling up, feeling better? Where's the correlation there? Um, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, I'm watching teammates like, you know, moving forward and I want to get back at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm almost trying not to, I'm trying my best not to FOMO into it. And what's keeping me distracted is what I'm doing, <laughs> is, is doing it, yeah. looking at the market, being focused on it and yeah. stuff like that. I try to distract myself away and do other things. Yeah. Right. Like I literally don't use my phone for like anything other than market research anymore. Oh. Um, like obviously I'm on social media and stuff like that, but I will always jump like 
back on Twitter and research something or well, majority of the time I'm looking for mm-hmm. something, some sort of gem of information mm-hmm. that can, because all it takes is one thing. Yeah. Right. All it takes yeah, is yeah. one piece of information to change. And I've noticed that like, like, you know, if I was told that, but I've seen it with my own eyes on a daily, I saw somebody take a thousand dollars and made 150 K in three hours this week. Wow. I saw it with my own eyes. Wow. I saw it. It's like it week. wasn't like somebody told me I witnessed yeah. it. I was like, Oh my God, like that's crazy. And then the next day I saw another person do it. Yeah. The next day I saw another, I saw three people in one week. Wow. May change their life. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, it just takes one piece of information. Yeah. But you just got to be there and you got to hunt for it and you got to look for it. Can you let me know when you find that information though? Sure. When, I, 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 yeah. It's, I'll let you a, use my resistance if, pool. If, if I knew, if I knew I'd be in it. <laughs> but I'm sitting there watching. But once yeah. again, we're back to that trauma of the yep. risk <laughs> i exactly and that hesitation allowed yeah. me not to go in it yeah had i taken the plunge like i would have three years ago without giving a shit mm-hmm. i would have been one of those guys mm-hmm. but i didn't yep. right because i had this trauma of like i've lost so much i've lost this mm-hmm. i've lost that nah this, this is just another one of those things it's already 50 percent off i'm not gonna do it only for it to go a thousand percent more right and you're just like and you're sitting there you're going and you're just beating yourself up and you're saying this is happening daily yeah and this story like it's it it pulls me into much of my emotions to do it like to get into it all like i've tried before and i'm like no i'm checking it too many times a day but i like the same thing of like hunting for gems where i'm like okay i'll listen to books and i'm doing other shit while i'm listening to books so i'll catch gems of them and then i'll listen to them a few times because i I won't fully pay attention yeah I'm looking for that thing that's actually gonna land. Right. So, so I'm trying to get to this point where, where, yeah, like obviously I'm looking for something, and and for some reason my gut's not letting me pull the trigger on it. And then, so I've been kind of messing with this thing called the Silva training. I don't know if you've heard of what is Silva. It? Silva training. There's this guy named Vishen. I'm sure you've heard of this guy. He's an Indian guy that um, he holds this big retreat, Mind Valley. Oh, Vision Lakami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So the Mind Valley thing, he got known for taking Silva. It was this guy, a professor named Silva something. And it was like basically visualizations, Mm -hmm. but it's not at the same time. It's literally kind of training your mind to become an antenna, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's even meditation. So I do this actually, I do this every morning. Um, It's called the three scenes technique. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you've heard of it. So yeah. mm-hmm. I'm trying to give that a chance. Three or the mental, the mental video or something. So the three scenes technique is in the first scene. So you got to look at it like you're in a movie theater, and you got to have it 15 degrees of uh, uh, your eyesight, basically yep. in yep. your vision, right? So I picture it like I'm at Cineplex watching a movie of my life. Mm-hmm. So the first scene is always the situation elevated in the worst sense, like 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 possible. Right. So I'll say financially, well, we'll take financially for, for an example, I see myself just poor on the street. Like, you know, like obviously that's not my situation, Mm -hmm. but you got to really elevate it. You got to add it like colors, like a movie. Really got to see who else is it affecting? It's affecting my wife. It's affecting Mm -hmm. my family of like, you know, they're suffering because of me. So you have to do this and I got to, you got to see it. Then what you do is you kind of wrap it up, wrap it up. And whatever you believe in, whatever it is, whatever higher power is, you basically wrap up this video and send it to a higher power. Now you move your your eyesight another 15 degrees, like, you know, in your visualization. Now you're watching the possible solutions you're doing, the possible mm-hmm. things you're changing. So now I'm uh, studying more. I'm looking at things more. I'm seeing the charts. I'm seeing stuff better. I'm seeing, like, you know, so you do, you see a very kind of visual thing and stuff like that. And you're seeing certain things. You wrap it up, you send it up. 
third scene is the end result. What's it gonna feel like when this all works out? What's mm-hmm. it gonna be like? What's it gonna like? Who? The biggest thing that they say is it has to affect somebody else, right? So it has what? What is this situation that's gonna benefit the ones around me? Mm-hmm. So I see my wife, like you know, yeah. getting on a private jet. It's not me getting on it. Yeah, She's yeah, getting yeah. on it. Yeah. She's booking a flight. I'm going here. Here's my credit card. Go nuts. Like do whatever. <laughs> my parents on the flight with us. Her parents on the flight with her. And mm-hmm. you gotta see that. You gotta see it. Then you wrap it up and you send it up. And that's the visualization. Then like you count yourself back out. So you basically, you train your mind to go, firstly, trains your mind to go into an alpha state. And there's those binaural beats playing while you're doing it. Those dope. And then you kind of get into a stage where you're doing it on theta waves and theta waves and stuff like that. But you have to believe that you're kind of wrapping this up and sending it to a higher power and losing control of it. Mm-hmm. That you're going to let the higher antenna or whatever it is to send you back the result that you want or whatever it is or whatever if you're looking for a stock mm. it'll come into your mind or it'll tell you it'll kind of guide you mm. so it's not you in control yeah. you're kind of leaving it so it lets you kind of take that pressure off of yourself that's not on you yeah and so i'm trying to do that more like kind of leave it visualize it and go and listen i don't have to be like scavenging mm-hmm. to find that next thing it'll come yeah right because that that that's what kind of leads us into that always looking into the future because we're looking for we're trying to get to it before everybody else Right? We're trying to get into that investment before everybody else. Mm-hmm. We want to find out about that crypto before everybody else. Instead of going, it's going to come to me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to sit here and the universe is going to send it to me and I'm going to be fine. Yeah. And right now I'm just, so I'm trying to flip that script on because I've never done that. Yeah. It's yeah. not saying like lay around and do nothing. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You still have to take some sort of action, but I'm saying you have to trust that it will come to you. Mm-hmm. That something will, pre- and then you have to start recognizing things. You have to start recognizing little moments happening. So I'm focusing a lot on my healing right now because yeah. it's a big part of it. Yeah. So I visualize gold light going into it and mm-hmm. I play the three scenes technique. So even in my three scenes, the first scene, which is supposed to be the worst situation, I'm literally like, you know, I can't walk or anything bad. Um, mm-hmm. um, I'm dependent on family members, my wife for the rest of my life. Like, obviously that's not the situation, but you have, the bigger you grow it, the more you do. When you get to the solution, the bigger you're going to grow the solution. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. like, I really like this. Yeah. So it's a very interesting like thing. And you, yeah. And it's consistency on that, right? Yeah. So I try to start my morning off every day doing the three scenes technique mm-hmm. or the mental video. It's the same thing. And you have to really believe that you're going to wrap up this video and you're going to send it to a higher power. And then you go to bed. There's even one meditation that he literally has it set up where he's like, you don't talk to anybody. You wrap the video and now just go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And you don't talk. You don't get on your phone. You don't talk to your wife. You don't talk to anybody. You don't go to the bathroom. You literally have to go to sleep. And now it's up there. And now whatever's going to happen, it's going to work out the way it is. And you have to trust that. So it's like, yeah. I'm trying to get into that. Kind of, so that's something I've been doing a lot. I've been really kind of studying that. Um, it's kind of like, it's basically what I've been doing, like visualization, but it's more directional. Mm-hmm. Right? It's more like, okay. Well, I really like that. So that it's like was, you're watching a movie now. The dope part is that it has to not just be you and it has to affect other people. That's a, that's juicy for me. I really like that. So I picture like, you know, like there's yeah. a lot of homeless around like yeah. our area and the Wally area. I picture just going there and, and I do this a lot. I picture in my three scenes that I can just go and just show up with a bunch of food and just feed them because like, I don't care because mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, here, eat whatever you guys want. Every day I can go do that. Mm-hmm. Every day. That is an absolute dream of mine mm-hmm. that I want to be able to just be like, like there's a couple of my friends that do like these videos. That I talk to them like they do Instagram videos and stuff like that. They'll just go get 500 bucks to people mm-hmm. and they'll just go do this and you'll just go do that or like, you know, and I'm not going to film any of it, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I want to be in that position where I'm yeah, like, hey, yeah. like, you know, my bills, everything's covered. Everything's good. Everyone on my side is good. My family's good. Um, now let me see who I can take mm-hmm. care of. Stranger. Mm-hmm. And stuff yeah, like that. yeah. So 
um, you have to really got to focus on that. It has to benefit. And he really focused on it. It has to benefit something or someone around you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that, that's definitely... I feel like that's going to be dope for you to get back into your fight career because it's going to benefit your family too. Benefit so, that and, yeah. and the inspiration and the motivation yeah, for the people yeah. that see this story come to life. So I do kind of yeah. do it. But right now, I'm really just kind of focused on the uh, financial part of how I can take care of people around yeah. me. And then once I get there, I'll definitely use it in my fight camps wow. and stuff too. Well, bro... I think we covered a lot of dope shit today. Yeah, I don't it's, like, it's it, weird because it's a completely different podcast than the one we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> See, that's completely we different. We went. To, I don't we went think to, we touched on some of the stuff that we did. I like it. I like. I like. I like it better because it went into so many different things of like the doing mind right. of actually like what, what how do we actually calm ourselves but we just keep having to do and achieve mm-hmm. healing and getting through what you're getting through. I want to see you fight again. I'm so stoked we can do rehab together and get yeah through. you're gonna be part of my rehab now. i'm in i'm in i'm down yeah, yeah. and and then just like yeah providing a future i think so many people in our position want to build a legacy they mm-hmm. they want to build wealth so they can help others and pass it along and then provide for the generation forward and that's such a big part i think in being men mm-hmm. it's super big especially in our culture too is like we got to be the patriarchs we're the ones we, yeah. we're the ones yeah right? that's a big thing i don't know yeah. if that's uh ego thing if that's a healthy thing because because i do think yeah it's yeah. a big thing yeah oh, it, it is, is a it big is. thing yeah it is and so i've been recently getting more connected to my culture especially coming back home too and i've been like wow there's power in it there's power in in connecting to where you come from but get the good things that come through you don't have to take all the generational trauma with you right, right. yeah you don't have to take alcohol you don't have to take all that yeah, yeah. machismo but yeah. hey what about the good stuff and i like that we can do that also in, in any cultures we can just take what the good things are and then use that and focus on that i really like i'm going to take on that visualization and sending it up for right more than just yeah. me right yeah because i've always yeah. wanted to be in control of whatever i'm doing me too now being able to trust that the universe has got your back mm-hmm. it's a different thing it's it's kind of i, I can literally feel the weight sometimes leave my shoulders mm-hmm. like i'm like oh it's okay all right yeah, now yeah. i can just go do whatever yeah. i gotta do it's all right yeah like it's not don't don't worry i some like something's got me up something's there. got our back right so yeah to wrap up what would you like to leave the listeners? What's a gem that you'd like to give for them to connect to them and inspire them to have a better life? Hmm. Um, for me, I think the biggest thing is just whatever vision you have, what, like whatever goal you have, whatever vision you have, you got to truly believe in it. Like it has to be something that's going to hold you through every storm that's going to come. Mm. Um, I can just think back to when I started MMA, I'm, I'm with the guys that I started with, a lot of them was like to pick up chicks, to um, like, you know, get into nightclubs and stuff. For me, it was way deeper than that. It was to show that the underdog can make it, that somebody could start something so late and still make it to the top of the game, that somebody could start from a complete different life, a different life, like being an accountant one day and just be like, boom, and start a completely different life the next day. It doesn't matter when they're like, it's too late in your 20s, it's too late, it's too late. I chose when it was going to. But my vision had to hold me through, mm-hmm. right? The days when I couldn't pay rent, the days I would go broke, the days I really wanted to give up, the day I couldn't even get a bus ticket to get on the bus, days I had to eat like, you know, pepperoni pizza for four or five days at a time. Did my vision hold up to keep me on the path? I am now 14, 15 years in, and I can confidently say it did because my vision never changed. Just the stages of my life did and the aspects. And so that it's what led me to to marry the woman of my good dreams who I call my wife now, right? It's what led me. So all these little stages were leading me to this places, but my vision had to stay strong. Mm. So whatever you begin, have a very powerful vision that 
true to your heart and only you know if it is. You can tell the world all you want. You can tell them I'm doing it for this, but you're going to know. You're, you're going to know whether you believe it or not because when push comes to shove, it's going to test it mm-hmm. and it is definitely going to get tested. So I would say whatever you begin, hold a vision that's going to hold you through the darkest days, like your loneliest days. It's only you and the vision and I've been in those moments and I know it held me. So, yeah. That's what's up. Keep the vision, homies. My friend, thank you for joining. Thank Always you. a pleasure. All right, <laughs> Peace out. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ink Pray Love podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Baya. And if you'd like to do some charity work, go to www.aaronbaya.com charity. Support one of the causes on that page, whichever resonates for you. Do some good today.